black Trump, basically. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was Ben Carson. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That's such a good joke. Welcome. And JPEG, and JPEG Mafia is black Ben Carson. We should probably cut all this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. But save it for later. Pull up a couch. couch. Welcome to 108 L-O-V-E, the film snob radio hour. We're on radio now? Yeah. We're, 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 bringing, we're bringing the love. We're bringing the hate. We're bringing everything. We're yeah, bringing I hate the hotness Jared. From the <laughs> this week, we movie. watched Do the Right Thing. <laughs> it was phenomenal. It was incredible. Uh, it was a lot. Let's go around. What did you think? My name is Jared. I'm a film snob. <laughs> this is my second time watching Do the Right Thing, directed by Spike Lee. I think this is... Spike Lee's greatest movie from a formal standpoint. It's just got swag. Um, I haven't seen all of his movies, so maybe there's a better one out there. But I feel like Chirac. The, yeah, Chirac is actually all right. Um, I feel like the only one that can maybe measure up that I've seen is his Malcolm X movie. It's just so long. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think this has uh, some good style. It's got good style points. I really like the music. I like a lot of the scenarios and the dialogue's pretty unique. Um, probably at this point in history, the greatest African-American film that I can think of until Barry Jenkins came in and just was like, I'm here, so get out of the way. Really? I just watched episode two of uh, Underground Railroad. Underground Railroad. I am like, Mm -hmm. this thing is a masterpiece already. Yeah, to me, that's the the crowned achievement of African-American cinema, but we're talking about Do the Right Thing, so yeah. (laughs) Um, Barry Jenkins, If Beale Street Could Talk, is also brilliant. I'll stop talking about you, Barry. Um, Spike, this is a pretty good movie. And guess what? Your Knicks lost to the Hawks, and the Hawks made the conference finals. <laughs> so that's got to make you feel a little better about it, at least, because you would have gotten crushed by Philly. Biggity, big, big, big. Ice train. All right. I'm sick of going after Jared because he just copies the things I'm going to say about the movie. <laughs> um, this was my first Spike Lee joint. Ooh. And I was pretty pumped after it. I kind of like. Didn't have any expectations, and I loved it. This is my second time viewing it, though. Right. First um, time. Sorry, and I've watched, like, Black Klansman and Defy Blood since then. And uh, what was 9-11 movie? He made a oh, 9-11 movie? Oh, the what, movie? 25th Hour? Yeah. Ed so Norton? I think, I think those are the only ones I've seen of his. And, like, this one, I think, is, like, leaps and bounds above those other ones, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think he hits, like... The perfect ground of like, I'm going to educate you about stuff, but not in like this, like wink in the, to the screen and like overdo it. Like I think he does in some of his like more recent stuff. Hmm. And I feel like, yeah, he's like coming hungry and like with a lot of energy here. Whereas the other ones, it seems like he'll be, have a mix of like great scenes and then like phoning it in scenes in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just have a fun time throughout this movie. Like I, like I want to like live on this block for like all of it's like <laughs> bad things and good things. Like it's just yeah. like a bunch of like a lot of just like colorful people. And I mean that, Personality wise, um, <laughs> wow, really. um, wow, thank you for clarifying. Yes. Um, no, just like I don't know, it just seems like, like, yeah, just like 
fun. I don't know. Yeah, it's really but, funny. But uh, yeah, and then obviously it takes a turn for the unfortunate. And I, I think this movie, so I'm going to stop talking soon. Um, I think this movie just like kind of captures um, racial issues in America better than I've seen in almost any other um, cinema. I think it kind of doesn't come <coughs> at it this like super one dimensional side, but kind of shows that like mm. from all angles, people do the wrong thing and <laughs> it mm. breeds just this downward spiral of destruction and hatred. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Ethan? Yeah, it was my first time watching this one. Right on. And I got to agree, of the Spike Lee movies I've seen, this is easily the best one. Man. Mm. Um, yeah, it's pretty funky. <laughs> so I love that. I had a really great time till I didn't have a great time. <laughs> <laughs> when was that? that? Was, oh, geez. That was so sad. Um, mm. But complex. I think, yeah, that's just what comes to mind is it's pretty complex. It's not um, super easy to just say like, it's just not clear all the time. Mm. It's not like, oh, that person was like super villain right. and this person yeah. is ultimate good. It's yeah. like, yeah. it's like, man, it was really good. It's like you're good and kind of racist, but then kind of a good dad, but then also kind of a creep to Mookie's sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that, yeah. I mean, there was, yeah, it was, there's a lot of complexity. It looked great. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was so many shots that I'm like, ah, I want to frame that. Right. So many shots where I thought this could be like a, like a modern contemporary American painting that would communicate so much hmm. just in that one shot. Um, hmm. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, it was a good one. Loved it. Yeah, so this is the... Uh, oh, oh, we have a guest. We have a guest. Voice guest. Guest. Colin, I am friends with uh, the film Snobs. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, uh, this is the first time. Of of hey, film. Colin, before you get into this movie, can you tell us what you did before you came here? Oh. <laughs> to prep? I, I watched Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> last week's movie. Oh, no. On a, just a slight fast forward to, Not to save about I'm, 20 I'm, minutes. I'm going to get Colin a save movie. here. I invited him, and then I, I didn't tell him how film snobs worked, so he saw the instagram post about jaws and he's like oh they must be watching jaws i'll watch it before we talk and then he shows up and i'm like oh no we watched the movie and then we talk and it's not jaws <laughs> yeah so if i start uh, talking about a giant shark <laughs> it's uh not my fault uh, got it so this is the first time watching uh do the right <laughs> thing i i saw it as a very uh deliberately complex complicated movie uh also uh, I think it would be a movie that completely makes sense to any American audience within the last 60 years mm-hmm. while also being fairly contemporary with yeah. the 90s where, you know, you can tell it's the 90s, but you could also like all these things have occurred like within the last even 10 years. So. Right. It's actually 1989, right on the cusp of the 90s. Wow. Really? Yeah. So that was what even this before, movie like. So he was mentioning Michael Jordan before Jordan was a champion. Nice this, move, Spike. He could see it coming. This was 1989. <laughs> <laughs> What's interesting about that is that that's before the uh, the OJ Simpson. Mm. Yeah, and that's the true. Uh, beating of Rodney King. Mm-hmm. And yep. that was that was 91. There was right? a lot of, if 91. I remember that correctly, there was a lot of uh, uh, 
violence between the Korean Americans and Black Americans, which in this LA, movie yeah. actually shows. So well, mm. this was also very reminiscent yeah. of uh, how George Floyd died, being suffocated, yeah, choked yep. out. Yeah, well, not choked out, but the the exact way this guy was. But uh, well, and I think that's just what's like really sad is like yeah. all you know. This is unfortunately so, um, on on the nose or just super on on point to what we see today, and mm-hmm. things yeah. haven't really changed much. It never goes yeah. away. Yeah. Eric, Sin, sin's always think? there. Um, this was my first time as well. Um, I picked it because it was a scorcher. Scorch took place in a very very hot time of the year and called it was, summer. It was a very prominent part of the film where everybody was hot all you the time, um, and it was just like a heat wave um, that passed through. So I thought it was very appropriate. Um, but what I didn't know is that they were using it as a vehicle to bubble over to boil um, at the eventual end. Um, where everything just kind of came to a head and and everyone just kind of lost it. The heat kind of got to everybody, Um, as well as all the tensions that were building up to that point. So I thought it was a brilliant um, vehicle to kind of take the movie to the place where it needed to go. And yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was was funny in places where it should have been funny, um, but it also bridged that gap of like sending a message and speaking something. There's so many iconic scenes in here that have just been played over, over time. And, um, yeah, so I, I loved it. It was, it was incredible. It's funny you say that about the boiling over because Spike Lee himself says he was inspired by an episode of Alfred Hitchcock presents where the, uh, the premise of the episode is like when it gets hot, people, are more violent mm, and wow. that inspired him to write this incredible, wow. incredible. And he wrote it in two weeks i wonder how the Jeez. movie would be different didn't? if uh, quentin tarantino had thank good thank it. goodness he didn't <laughs> the movie would have been called i believe Bad. they do not like each other um, it'd be called do the revenge thing <laughs> do the blood thing <laughs> yeah did you have do you have something i already forgot what i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> hey ricky um Let's do a quick shout out. What happened last weekend since we're on Film Snobs? Or this past weekend? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Um, I took a nap. No, before that. No, 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 before that, yeah. I took We went out and nap. Ricky, Ricky, we made a short film this weekend sure that Ricky did. directed. We did. He directed like 15 people, one 35-minute shot, and it was all at night, and it was a nightmare, but it was also fun, so we'll, we'll keep you updated. <laughs> It was actually very dangerous. Very dangerous. Yeah. Almost, so I almost, my toes still hurt because I stubbed a rock. I, I, a, I watched a Jeremiah I have a fall. huge gash in my shin right here. I feel like if I didn't put you guys, if I didn't put you guys in those shoes, it would have been a lot smoother. Yeah, yeah. if we had better shoes, we it would have been okay. Shoes. Good yeah. grief. Um, you'll, you'll see what we're talking about when the movie comes out in 2028. <laughs> 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 oh, what does it take that I got to find the cut, guys, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it was a lot of fun. May need to get sure. another cut. Was that one thirty-five minute shot? <laughs> May not have been good enough. Hashtag the midnight sun. Watch for we'll the drop in nine months. Under the regular sun. Midnight sun. <laughs> the sun and moons at midnight. <laughs> was it fi- was it filmed on a full moon? I don't, I don't know the uh, no, lunar schedule. Almost. I thought it was full. 
It was full of light. So it was, it, it was, it was not full. full In what world is could, a three-quarter moon full? How could a moon get bigger than that? It can get rounder. <laughs> if it was full, it would have been bigger, actually, Jared. I think it was quite satiated. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Full. Okay. Ursa Major. So anyway, uh, as we enter into spoily territory and into this scorcher of a movie, um, let's talk about what we what we thought. I, I, I'm kind of curious going into the people who have seen the movie, kind of what your takeaways were compared to the second. I can't think of much different. Um, I think the film, apart from all the comedy to me the scene that like straight up explains itself is where you have all the different races looking at the camera and they start just like doing all the stereotypes and disses of another Mm. race in like a 10 to 15 second thing at the camera and they like have a white man do it a black man do it an italian man do it a korean man do it and they're just like a cop puerto rican and the cop and yeah the puerto rican and it's, they just are like, he's kind of just like, you know, everybody's racist <laughs> or just because you're one race doesn't mean you're, you're not racist. And it gives attention to everybody's stereotypes and everybody's racism mm-hmm. al- almost in an equal way, almost in equal time as well. Like no one speaks more than the other. Yeah. And I don't think he's excusing it, but he's, he's kind of leveling the playing field right there. Yeah, he's saying this happens. Which I think is important to say for this movie. Yeah. And then the radio DJ, like, sliding in there. Yeah, he said, chill out. He says, says, chill out. That's a double truth, Ruth. Double truth, (laughs) Ruth. (laughs) Yo, hold up. Time out. Time out. Y'all take a chill. You need to cool that out. And that's the double truth, Ruth. And Ruth was a Moabite uh, that married an Israelite. So, I mean, kind of <laughs> pretty good racial <laughs> reconciliation I there. Think we, I think he was just trying to rhyme. Or maybe not. He, he got that love and hate <laughs> thing from Night of the Hunter. Shout out Night of the Hunter. That's Ooh. right. Yeah. Which is it like Ooh. he did just straight pull from it, but it's like used so well. Like, I love it. Yeah. It's great. It's yeah. perfect. And that's the, I think that's like the through line of the whole movie too is the love hate thing. So I think it's just like really poignant, really great. My favorite part at the end of that spike Lee just going like, you got it. That's love and hate. Here it is. Love and hate. <laughs> yep. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> you nailed it. That's it. Yep. <laughs> uh, did you have any takeaways um, that you, that I mean, you? I guess it, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't say it was like, hugely different i guess right. like i knew nothing going into it the first time so Neither i guess this I. time knowing how it is going to come to a boiling point um changes it a little bit and you can kind of see the raising tension over time i don't know the love mm-hmm. and hate thing seemed a little bit clearer not that i didn't notice it the first time but it's like yeah because it's interesting because he is a black man, the director, and he stars in it as Mookie. Mm-hmm. Um, and he chooses to have the beginning of the the escalation be from the black people in the right. confrontation. Mm. Um, the African-American started. Mm. I mean, and then they just keep up in the ante every time. He smashes, the, this is the end, by the way. He smashes the radio, and then Raheem like almost chokes him out. And then the Italian guy doesn't try to kill him or anything. The cop kills him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the whole riot starts. Yeah. 
even though that guy didn't do anything wrong, Mookie starts the riot. Mookie escalates it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I guess I guess he is the starting point. Even though tensions were rising, there was yeah. no riot at that point. And then he th- chucks the trash can through the window. Yeah. Yeah. And then it goes off after that. Anyway, that's a side note. Yeah. I'll, on that hog. Well, and I think that's just like the thing is to... Uh, love even in those like injustices done to yourself i think is the most important thing to ending like those injustices happening at all and i think no one does that <laughs> which which i hate to bring it up again but um in barry jenkins both beale street and underground railroad those protagonists mm-hmm. don't fight back those protagonists um suffer with dignity and i think that's um even though they're they're receiving an injustice, they don't overreact with a boiling point of violence. They do that MLK quote at the end where it's like that just is a downward spiral of destruction. So you're not going to win anybody over to your view by doing that. The Italians you're saying? Uh, Stood by? Uh, anyone. No, any, I think just anyone. Like in this, like the, the whole riot starts. So their way of solving the problem is we're going to riot and we're going to burn this place down. Right. Um, versus these Barry Jenkins movies where I feel like they just like, we have to bear up under this injustice. There's nothing else we can do, but that right. speaks more volumes to changing. And I think getting people over to your side than just, I'm going to burn everything down. That's a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I do think that this captures the reality of the situation. Yeah, this captures the reality yeah. and that captures the, I, not the ideal, but the, the better way the right thing i think i don't think they do the right thing here personally no I don't, well that's and that's i think the play on the title is nobody yeah. does <laughs> the you quote in the movie is always do the right thing mm-hmm. so that's impossible to, to, said by the mayor to put a uh <laughs> perspective the movie's called do the right thing but the quote is always do the right thing uh, what I found interesting was that maybe it was because the w- the angle that I was watching the movie, but uh, the camera was tilted for like quite a few scenes. Yeah, it Dutch was. angles. And I'm like, wonder what the significance of that is. What were they called, Rick? They're called Dutch angles. I th- I know Spike Lee likes them quite a bit, but I think they're usually just to add a level of unsettlingness and kind of. You know, like it's usually when they're like in the screen's face and they're like yelling something or whatever. So it's just kind of adding to that like off kilteredness. Yeah, it mm. happened in a lot of confrontations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I, I noticed that as well. Um, I didn't know if that was a like a Spike Lee like trademark. If he or he uses like, it a lot. I, I think. mean, yeah, people have done it before, but he likes it. Okay. Okay. I think that talking to the screen thing is kind of a trademark. Or at least I saw him do another movie since then. Where the actors are like doing a monologue, basically. The like the racism, like yeah, oh, like oh. talks to the yeah the rants to the screen. Twenty fifth yeah. hour had like the same exact thing in it and stuff. Hmm. Okay. I know the dollies. Uh, what what is it like? Like elevator escalator thing. I he love does. those shots. The what? He it wasn't I don't even think it was actually in this movie but another trademark Spike Lee shot is where like the camera's moving and the main character's moving together like almost like on an escalator and so they're just drifting through space and it's like super like not like realistic and it's just this like kind of like heightened shot but anyways wasn't in this movie (laughs) no I don't think (laughs) no I don't think so I don't remember it Ethan spoiler free thoughts 
Spoiler free? Yeah. What do you mean spoiler free? I feel free? like we've spoiled them. No, yeah. no. I, I, wow. <laughs> I, I meant the opposite. Spoiler free free. Spoiler, spoiler free, plenty. Free. <laughs> what were your first impressions, Spoil the movie Ethan? for our listeners. <laughs> what, are, what are your thoughts on Mike Tyson? Did he get his due in this movie? <laughs> oh, man, man. F- Mike Tyson. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> that was really good. Oh, yeah, that was great. I thought it was... Um, <laughs> Yeah, that last sequence was so oh, so tense and sad, and you could you could feel it was so sad. even though it's clear that the violence is not the way you I feel I feel like I couldn't help but at least on some level sympathize with. I get that frustration. Yeah, yeah. Of, I just got to do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to just get get this out of me. Mm. Um, again, not the right way to do it, but I think I could. It wasn't so easy for me to just be like, oh, that's wrong. Right. It was like, oh, I, I mean, it's not right, but oh, I totally get it. Yeah. I yeah. Totally that's, get I, it. I think it's just illustrative of like, yeah, how just like upsetting that can be and how like when people feel like they can't do anything mm-hmm. and that's what. But what, what I loved about, about what Spike Lee did here was like, yes, the violence was wrong and, but you even felt sympathy for the Italians who Hmm. absolutely 100% did nothing to deserve that. Yeah. Right. And that's when I was like, dang, the fact that he would show that this kind of violence actually affects people. I mean, whenever he's the next day when, when Mookie goes to try to get his money, which I was, I was like, I couldn't even, I would, I I know. I I just could. I know. I know. Um, Like, how is he going to get his money? But how (laughs) the guys, he's like, you got the insurance money. You got, you got, you're going to be fine. He's like, Mm -hmm. not about the money. Mm -hmm. I built this Mm -hmm. with my two hands. And he's, you can just feel the. And then the guy wants to give him double salary. Yeah. I know. Oh, that was just so like heartbreaking that it was, it was this guy. It wasn't just this guy's business, but it was like the thing that he had built, that his family had built, that he'd been there for so long. And then did you, I think it's so admirable of Spike Lee to show like when we when destruction happens, oh man, it just reverberates. And something right. that took so long to build can be gone so fast. And I think that that's like one of the commentaries, like uh, you know, with the BLM movement, um, was like you know with with the riots and destruction of property. There were a lot of um, commentaries just using that exact justification was just like this is insurance like insurance money insurance money will pay back for it stop crying like this is this is our protest right. this is this is our you know show of show of force and you know you 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 hear it in this movie as well in 1989 and it's just all of these themes you know reverberate and it was really interesting when i like saw it escalating like it kept bubbling up and bubbling up and bubbling up and then like you see mookie just being like what is going on and you think he's like on the side of the Italians, and then he grabs the trash can and just chucks it through like, his window. What are you doing? My white perspective was just like, oh my god, he just he just completely escalated it, and he just made it so much worse. Right. But I had to kind of like think about it for a second, and it was just like, did he make it worse, or was this? pushing it in the direction it needed to go was this their show of protest um yeah i mean i don't have the perspective of 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 
of what was going on in their in their heads or in their home when the cops were like go home and mookie was just yelling out this is our home and it was right. just like yeah there was just like all of these things going on that um that like watching it as a white person i was just like yeah i felt bad like thinking like oh my god like of course he chucks you know the the trash can through the window and and then it escalates and then like they tear the place apart and it's just like yeah but just because you're white doesn't mean you have to know that something's not right like you don't have to like excuse it just because you're white like that was bad he just destroyed someone's property i'm not saying the destruction of property was necessarily like supposed to happen or a good thing but like I I think it was like the immediate like I I saw it from my perspective. Oh, I mean I I guess that's like hard not to do where like I immediately saw it from my perspective, but like I was trying to think like what were they thinking when they did that? Like why why did that happen? Yeah. I think my question is why do you think he would have Mookie do it? Since he kind of saw, he was always he the was mediator there to see the whole. Right, he knows exactly what went down. Right, so I feel like in some sense, for me, it would have made more sense to have some random guy that just, in the heat of the moment, just goes nuts. But it's this kid who saw exactly what happened in the pizzeria go mm-hmm. down. But maybe, he's the one that's the, that started it. Maybe Spike Lee thinks it's right. Maybe he thinks it's the right thing. I don't know. Because he has that Martin Luther King quote at the end, but then he has that Malcolm X quote at the end that's like... That's true. <laughs> violence and self-defense is intelligent. So is he saying that end result is violence and self-defense? Is he saying it's ambiguous, which is why he put both quotes up there? Right. Well, and I, I might be wrong on this, but I think I read somewhere a while ago that he had mentioned. Um, I think just like kind of maybe not... There isn't even an answer necessarily, just kind of putting out that there's like two sides to this and it gets confusing mm-hmm. like it like sure. it's not super crystal clear i guess all the time and it, it can feel like we contradict ourselves all the time and what the right thing is mm. right mm. well I, I i thought it was interesting that they they put their foot down they trashed the italian's place and then they immediately move from there to go trash the korean's place right with a guy being like you're next. And granted, it was the guy who hated the, the Korean yeah, shop <laughs> because he was like, how do they come out a year off the boat and like have a good life? Like, I don't get it. Like, and it was just like this really interesting commentary of like, well, if this was us, like we, nothing would have gotten done or anything. And so it was basically him leading the charge being like, you're next. And everyone was trying to calm him down. But I bet you they haven't been off the boat a year before they open up their own place. That's right, man. It's been about a year. They already got a business in our neighborhood, a good business, occupying a building that had been boarded up for longer than I care to remember. And I've been here a long time. Either of them Korean are geniuses, or you black asses are just plain dumb. It was it was like they were just moving from one injustice to the next, um, and that was like the next thing on the on the stop. And luckily, they didn't trash the place. And if I remember correctly, the Korean guy was like, "Oh, I'm one of you guys. I'm black too. Yeah, yeah. I'm black too. Which, uh, which I is think his way of saying like I'm not white. Right, right, right. I I'm a minority also. But well, like that does like they shouldn't. It, but that's the wrong mindset. You shouldn't just go after another guy because they're white. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Right. Like that's like if race is your reason, you're viewing the whole world wrong. Sure. I think, but that more the idea of just like, we also are like treaded on as well. So like, don't yeah. come tread on us. Like, I think that's like a poignant, I keep saying poignant tonight. Damn it. <laughs> um, I, I think so that's like, weird where you bring attention to that fact, <laughs> you know, very poignant way that was very poignant of you to bring up <laughs> um can we is there any character you love and hate as much as radio rahim i loved him i know i loved him and i hated him dude's just a jerk he's walking around <laughs> like and everyone hates him he doesn't have a thought for anyone else he's like it's all about me and my music and that's all that matters Man, and you can a, suck it he had a beatbox battle with another guy like that who does that <laughs> yeah that <laughs> like, was fun that was great but like awesome. every but like everyone's like <laughs> ticked. Come to everyone's <laughs> ticked and then he just causes problems he escalates the whole thing i was more it sympathetic does. towards the guy that was actually like trying to boycott the, oh the, sure uh, Oh, uh, right. what was that? Bugget or name? I can't remember. But all he all bugger. he wanted was like just put some black people up on the wall of fame, you know? Right. I but mean, he, I like mean, he give him credit. It was Italian was like Americans. A kind of like it was bug out. It wasn't. Out. It wasn't something that was like a crazy goal or like he was asking too much. Of yeah. Well, the Italians who were at well, their restaurant in a black neighborhood. Yeah. And I think that's where, like, I mean, Sal could have just been, like, a little bit nicer and probably de-escalated the whole thing yeah, if he totally. was just a little chill. <laughs> and then also, but to Bugging Out's point, like, I think if he listened to um, Mookie's sister, like, I think she makes, like, the great point, too. Like, why are you putting all your energy into this when you could, like, really go, right. like, instead of just, like, mm-hmm. stirring trouble, why don't you, like, go try to, like, help the community more? Yep. Yeah, right. she's the one who's got the right mindset in the movie. I just, I just thought it was, it was so sad that, um, the, uh, that Sal had a conversation with, uh, Pino, his, his son, who they, he was angry at being at the shop. He hated being there and he was, he was expressing his feelings very candidly to his dad and his dad just opens up and talks about how he's not going anywhere. He's been here for 25 years. He's fed these people. He's watched them grow up from babies to to teenagers to adults. My food has fed these people. Like they, mm. my food has helped them grow. And like his, it was just this genuine conversation of empathy and and just awareness of like his place in the community. And it was like this beautiful moment. And then like. <laughs> it's another love-hate relationship because he loves them, but he also calls them names they shouldn't be called. Yeah. yeah, and then and then when he loses his cool, he's like, "Get the hell out! Get the hell out of my shop!" And like, and they get into fights and stuff like that. And I mean, it's this it's this tug and tug of war that like happens between them. But I mean, it was just it was just a beautiful image of like his place in the community and like under his understanding of the fact that like yeah, it's not always great, but like we have a place here and like we can live in harmony we can live in peace you know there's good and there's bad sure but you know we're not we're not going anywhere just because just because we we feel uncomfortable just because we might not belong here doesn't mean we don't have a place here and we don't have a purpose here yeah and also get rid of that cop that killed the guy good grief yeah the other the cop, cop was kind of nice whose other cop was like well, hey he, let him go you're well, killing him kind of nice till he starts kicking him and then he like backs him up and he's like let's just get out of here that's true he does that he kicked him because so. he was like dude but stop, i meant earlier in the movie I yeah, yeah. <laughs> then he did that 
dude. Yeah, that was. Hey, I got it. It's it's time again. It's time again. We had a new segment last week. We're bringing that new segment back. You ready? It's time for a bad dad alert. Bad dad alert. Man, Mookie's a bad dad in this movie, isn't he? Oh my god, Mookie is a terrible dad. Is there? Is he the worst dad we've seen? Uh, yeah. Is he worse than Goofy? He's easily worse than Goofy. Are you kidding me? He's easily worse than Goofy. Goofy's a good dad. I would say Sal's not a great dad either. Sal's not a great dad. He was going to name the place after his son. Yeah, one like kind of like sentimental moment, and then like he watches his son scream a bunch of racist stuff at the people across the street, and he's just like, hey, can you like maybe stop? And like that's as far as he goes. It's like not good enough. I'm sorry. Well, there's also this uh, feud between his sons that I wasn't quite understood but they were just like button heads all the time oh the yeah. sons yeah 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 they were uh not each other's fans um and i thought i thought one of them was gonna take mookie's advice and smack him but he never did that maybe because that's because he did the bet the better thing he which did is the just, better he thing stood right up thing. for himself still and stood up for mookie and then just like left yeah where mookie's like violence is the answer that guy heard that advice and he still didn't take it impressive it's hard when you're being told violence is the answer all the time to go against that (laughs) well for real that's hard that's why we get wars so wait hold on Mookie's a bad dad because he's getting a job and making that Uh, that because he never sees his son (sighs) yeah but in the last scene his his wife goes off on him and is just like you you go out that door you're never coming back blah 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 and he's just like I have to I have to make money. She's mad at him for like having this job, for like making money. And yes, he doesn't like show up enough and he could show up more, but like. That's called being a bad dad. Is she. Yeah. Well, I think he <laughs> built up a framework of being unreliable. So right. yeah, maybe he's doing the right thing there in that one moment. But has he done the right thing all the way up leading to that? And when has he, he shows, done other right And things? when he shows up, all he wants is to get some. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. It's, Which, true. it's a yeah, transactional yeah. relationship. And she, like the one she, scene I could do without. I did. I, w- <laughs> I thankfully went upstairs to fill up waters and that was happening, but that actress said she felt very uncomfortable during that scene and was not happy that it happened. Mm. Yep. Well, so mm. uh, that's, that's get rid of nudity in movies. Hashtag <laughs> film snobs against nudity. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, weren't we against the opposite? Did we all fight you on that? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm trying to get you guys all on my same page. <laughs> I thought nudity was the way God intended the body to be seen. Oh. oh. Hashtag sin in the garden. <laughs> sin in the garden. Shame in the garden. Yeah, shame. Shame and regret. And she, well, that's, what she, that's what she felt. She felt shame from that. And mm-hmm. she said, and it's, Especially yeah. weird when it's the director when doing it. When it's the director it. doing it, it's, yeah, adds another level of creepy. Yeah. No, it really does. Yeah. Anyways, Spike, <coughs> I hope you didn't do that again. I haven't watched all your movies. So I don't <laughs> Sam Jackson's best role. No, snakes on a plane. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that even before. Dang it. Oh, wait, sorry. I meant anaconda. (laughs) Wasn't he in Deep Blue Sea? What's I that? think he was. <laughs> I think you're right. He's looking at everything, dude. There was Black a t- Snake Moan. Was that him too? <laughs> that was him. Are we just naming all the all, all Phantom his, Menace? All his, no, we're naming all the Snake movies. Yeah. The, Sam, <laughs> the, the Samuel Jackson Snake <laughs> Cinematic <laughs> Universe. <laughs> I think those are the. It's a Snake trilogy. I think that's, I think I think that's, that's it. it. <laughs> Probably. Totally does the fourth. Yeah, the Hateful Snake. Ah, oh, please stop. Um. <laughs> yes. No. Samuel Jackson. Great. I, I. He. He was the radio DJ and just kind of like the overall chorus 
of the movie and i was really hoping that was like his his main role was just this like plug-in where like every once in a while they go to him and he'd have this like and they that's exactly what happened and i was like that's perfect that's so perfect for him i think it was a great great role also why were those koreans so mean when he just wanted 20 batteries those guys were mean because he was mean to them that's what i'm saying everyone was mean he was mean to them he was like count them and And then he was like you guys are all right (laughs) like after they were like cursing at (laughs) like thank goodness this movie is funnier i'd just be like man this is the meanest movie i've ever seen it's like everyone's just yelling at each other about how terrible they are just for being their race all the time right that's not good it really does bridge that though where it's like something funny and then it's like on the brid- it's on the brink of being some something serious and then it does go into something serious but then it like has the the humor back in and it's like on this like tipping point it's like constantly on this tipping point i felt yeah it's like there was they- never like a really genuine like even even that moment where like bugging out gets his shoes scuffed and yeah. it's like this kind of funny it was this like actual kind of speech that he was having with this with this white guy in like this like message he was trying to send about sneaker culture and like don't mess with my shoes dude he was like being too mean to the white guy and the white guy was also a jerk because he didn't even say yeah. sorry he's just like i live here that's, i bought this place it's like everyone's just being a jerk all the time it's like if he was <laughs> even just like oh dude i'm so sorry like i mean like that would de- that, de- probably, that de-escalates like, you know, the situation like, yeah. <laughs> if someone is like not arrogant enough to just say sorry he did say he was sorry but he was he he did it in a way that it was like you're telling me to say sorry, so I'm saying sorry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't do it. Yeah, on, on his man. Sucks. Brooklyn must suck, or wherever this was. <laughs> I was born in Brooklyn. Oh, that was great. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> Don't scuff the Jays, dude. Did you know that 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 pair is actually sold as as scuffed? Yeah, that's so funny. You told yeah. me that. Yeah, yeah, and huh. it's like. It's a bit of money, but yeah, you can you can buy the do the right thing shoes, which is kind of great, even though he toothbrushes it off. Shoe the right string. Oh, love string cheese. Yikes. I like string beans. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> Super I really like cool. The the, uh, the role that a lot of the um, the kind of sub characters played because there's a lot of smaller subplots. Like the uh, the two elderly, uh, oh, mother, the mayor sister. and mother sister, yeah, mother sister and the mayor, and the mayor, and then there's like that four, Martin Lawrence, of, yeah, Martin Lawrence, <laughs> yeah. And, like, oh yeah, with the list, showed up in the store and were like, kind of like wanted pizza after it was closed, and then man, there's love hate relationships everywhere in this movie, aren't yeah. there? Mm-hmm. And then the three like kind of middle aged guys that mm. were just like. Those, Mike Tyson. <laughs> those guys were my favorite a hundred percent make a movie like, with just that. some of these characters like made it feel like a shakespearean comedy mm. sure you know that then s- some of the I, I felt like that was kind of their role in the movie is there a subplot mm. that wasn't a love-hate relationship hmm i think pretty much all of them tick the box in some way i think he's trying to yeah i'm thinking about it um but humans are contradictory creatures. Yeah, even the sister and her brother. Um, shoot, yeah, no. I mean, maybe Sal and the sister. You know sister. what, I bet, I bet, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> just love, love. Ooh, yeah, maybe that's the one. Yikes. Maybe I just, I think I just made an observation that no one in film history has ever made. This is a film history first. Okay. 
That's my new segment, Film History First. Do we need music for this? Yeah, dun dun dun. <laughs> yeah, Eric, add in uh, some, some uh, Chopin. Yeah. Every every relationship's a love-hate relationship. I, I doubt anyone's ever said that about this movie. I bet I'm the first one in film history. Way to go. Way to go, dude. Way to go. You're a genius. Thank you. You Was should teach class at uh, uh, Columbia. No, I'm teaching it at... Um, good, uh, good bit. Um, um, Widefield <laughs> Elementary School. <laughs> <laughs> Elementary school. Kids need to know film, too. Here's a film noir class for you kids. Um, so and that was the your first movie he teaches at the elementary school. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it was kind of a fake segment because it wasn't a film history first. I'm sure many people have said that before. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering. Oh, I thought that, that was, was going to be your thing. segment. You just said something like really obvious and said it was the first. <laughs> yeah, you could do that. Cool. <laughs> Don't scuff my sneaks, bro. Uh, Mike don't, Tyson. Don't scuff my we don't like Mike Tyson. I yeah, like Mike Tyson. Thanks, Spike Lee. Sin is bad. I got it. I think I got the message. Racism is bad. Did you say sin is bad? Yeah, both sin, racism, <laughs> es- violence. Here's a question: escalating because you're not kind. Kind of tautology. What do you guys make of Smiley's role in the movie? <laughs> Which one's that? It was the stutter. Oh. He was handing out flyers. Even Smiley got mad, man. He joined the wrong side, <laughs> or maybe the right side. I don't know. Well, but I he mean, just got involved. Were, I mean, the son was were a, kind of like treating him like shit the whole movie. Yeah, so people were. Like, he was some, on the edge already. Some were. I, I he wonder was, if he he's, got beat down. I, I wonder were. if he's taking a cut at like white people trying to like speak into the conversation in like the wrong place. I don't know. That's just hmm. a thought. He's the one, the, that last shot of the riot, he's the one who hung up the picture of MLK and Ma- yeah. Malcolm X. And he's the one that lit the building. Yeah. Yeah, he is. So that's why I was like, wow. interesting. Yeah. He had a part to play for sure. Yeah, yeah. And the whole movie, he's the one that has that photo of MLK and Malcolm X the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Yeah, just kind of understanding like what his role in the film was. He but seemed to have uh, not just a stutter, but like a... A disability. Learning disability. Yeah, he seemed to be, there's some some mental The only thing he knows about black culture is Malcolm X and MLK. And these people are like, we just live it, yo. (sighs) That's, I don't know if that's true. I'm just thinking out loud. Half of the movie he was nonviolent. Half of the movie he was. Well, a portion. Like a moment. Like the last last eight. (laughs) Half the movie and then the last eight. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yes. No, that's, um... It's a hot one. Yeah. No, it was definitely a hot one. Definitely I did appreciate that you could feel the like sweltering mm-hmm. heat and humidity. Oh, my that God. I felt that there. so much. You did great with the like color palette. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Then you could see the sweat, like, yeah. the, the, like the shimmer. Like everybody was shimmering the whole time. And it was just like, God, Oof. I feel that so heavy. Yeah. Man, that, li- that line in Fight the Power where he's like, everybody loves Elvis Presley, but not me. <laughs> Why? Because he's a racist, man. I'm like, that's a funny line. <laughs> 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 yeah, that was that was phenomenal. <laughs> anyway, no, there was. I mean, fight there, the power is a fun song to play over. There was just movie. like <laughs> one of the first scenes where the mayor's waking up and he has a he has a fan six inches from his face, and he just goes. <gasps> 
God damn, it's hot out here. <laughs> and it's just like, you just feel like I, this past week, I have felt up or felt. <laughs> what did you feel up? <laughs> felt I up to wo- the task. I have woke up feeling so hot. Like I have, mm. because I, I don't run the AC at night. And so sometimes if it's like really, really hot, I'll wake up the sun we're east facing and so the sun is just pouring into the room and i'll just wake up and i'm just like actually sweating and it's just so uncomfortable and it was just like i'd like five man i felt that no wow the sun is like brutal right now no man <laughs> can i go back to fight the power for a second yeah you may is it accidental that radio raheem constantly listens to music and what he consumes is fight to power fight the power and then that's the thing that he goes and he exhales it's like if the it's if the music is teaching you that that that's right and even if you're listening passively then that's going to get into your subconscious and that's what you're going to spew out and he tried to go fight the power Hmm. with the other guy and that's what started the whole situation Hmm. and all he needed was bugging out to kind of push him forward he once he got pushed forward it was game over man he fought that power. Yeah. Music, music as a, yeah, an influence. And do you think because he was going around the neighborhood with that music, it was feeding into everyone else fighting it as well? Um, I think somewhat. Like he yeah. went to everybody in that neighborhood. And with, played that song. Well, Loudly. while it was playing. Yeah. Loudly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Passing the three men. They're like, turn it down. God. <laughs> Nobody I mean, liked that. I mean, because. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> That one little kid did. He gave him a high five. He gave him a high five. I was not here for that. (laughs) But like those three guys started it, but then they all did eventually join. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Well, that was a great movie. That was good. That was phenomenal. That was good. Um, Stop listening to Cardi B. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what are we listening to next? Who's up next? I guess we're doing Caleb's pick. We're listening to, um... You mean watching? (laughs) We're just gonna listen to Fight the Power on repeat? We're just gonna listen to Fight the Power. That new Her album's pretty good. I haven't listened to it yet. Are we, so are we picking Caleb's pick again? Yeah, Caleb We said it last week, we're gonna say it again. Caleb said he was going to pick the Wild Goose Lake. Right. Ooh, by who? Diao Yanan. It is a Chinese movie from uh, 2018 or 2019. Yeah, forgive us, guys. We told you last week we were doing Caleb's movie, but he had to dip, so we chose Eric's movie. That's why we're doing <laughs> this one this week. Yeah. What's funny is we're like doing his pick, but he's actually been removed from the podcast permanently, <laughs> so we're just like, oh. we're honoring his remembrance by like watching his pick, but... You but won't ever hear from him, right. ever. The film snobs would like to politely apologize for once again Caleb's pick being irrelevant, for he is gone yet again. Instead, Jared's pick of Sing Street will be picked, and we will be watching that instead for this week. Thank you, and a thousand apologies. Well, thank you, Colin, for uh, coming out. Yeah, yeah, Colin, you were out. great. Chat with us, dude. Good stuff. Here. Yeah, dude. Good stuff. Thank you so much. What was your favorite episode you've listened to? <laughs> yep. Ooh, <laughs> you haven't listened to any of them. Down, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite episode? <laughs> Still cats. 
cats. Go God. listen to cats. All right. Fuck. All right. All right. Thanks for uh, coming, guys. Bye. And uh, this has been 108 FM L-O-V-E. That's the double truth. Imploring Roof. you. Imploring you to do the right thing. Do it. That was good, guys. Appreciate it.